Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. Make sure you check out my website, GodTVRadio.com. I have with me today the Amazing Atheist. Make sure that you go to his channel as well as Drunken Peasants. And I believe there's something called DP Clips uh, to go subscribe and comment and rate to. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, uh, all that's accurate. <clears throat> okay. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I take that as a hint. Before starting the interview, I want to thank you for keeping your agreement, and I also want to thank you for the things that you did for the Keene family upon having us on the show. I also want to yeah. remind you that I sat through seven drunken peasants show answering the questions of four guys at the same time for several hours. Will we have? Yeah. Will we be able to sit through in an hour at the minimum of your questions without running out of running out or having technical problems uh i mean i i don't know if there's gonna be technical problems but um i guess i could give you an hour <clears throat> okay at, at minimum at least all right sure. all right i noticed uh just recently you uploaded a video um apparently you've been false dmca'd by tommy sotomayor and rightfully so you and scotty were very angry you were irritated about this process everybody would be my question yeah. for you is, a while back, you said that you were also interested in suing the Encyclopedia Dramatica, which I would have supported you for that. Hell, I would have become a patron to stand behind you on this over art and yeah. poems without permission. What became sure. of that? Uh, well, you know, Encyclopedia Dramatica uh, locates its uh, servers uh, in a country where it's very difficult to actually uh, sue them. Um, it's pretty much impossible, actually. And, uh, you know, I don't really hold uh, the same attitudes towards that anymore. I mean, I was pretty naive thinking I could sue Encyclopedia Dramatica. Um, but as far as uh, Tommy is concerned, um, I don't think it's very naive at all to think we have a case against him. Um, you know, uh, if he had just uh, flagged the video... Maybe, you know, we could just have a dispute and, uh, you know, YouTube could decide whether or not we were in the right or he was in the right. And I would be more than willing to abide by YouTube's decision in that matter. But the fact is that he uh, used the DMCA specifically so that he could have uh, the channel um, have a strike and get the video taken down. And, um, you know, that to me is kind of scummy because... It's not it's not the real motive behind why he did it. Uh, you know, the real motive behind why he did it is because he doesn't like, you know, us making fun of him. Uh, it had nothing to do with protecting some copyright. We did not violate his copyright. Um, we barely showed any of, of what he was doing. We went to his stream. We talked over him. He was muted most of the time. We were showing the entire YouTube page, not just his stream. Uh, we were showing what the chat was doing. Uh, and we were commenting amongst ourselves, uh, you know, and uh, if he wanted to say that we harassed him or something like that, then I think, you know, we could, you know, maybe he could make a case for that. But to say that we violated his copyright, I don't think he has a case there. And that's why um, we probably will move forward on a lawsuit. I was just actually looking for lawyers. Um, we started this interview. Okay. All right. 
I, uh, I was curious about something. Uh, I noticed that you got an award for hitting the million mark on subscriptions, and I was curious, why just do Drunken Peasants through YouTube? Why not go like a syndicate or on television or cable? Uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't necessarily have the connections to get it um, on cable. Um, as far as, I mean, YouTube goes, I mean, YouTube is a good platform, um, you know, if if we lost YouTube as a platform for the drunken peasants, I honestly feel like there are several other platforms we could use that are available to us uh, that might even be more lucrative than YouTube, honestly. But um, for now, I think uh, YouTube is our home, and uh, we'll stay there for as long as we're able to. Um, I feel pretty confident that uh, we can beat Tommy uh, in this uh, dispute. So... Um, I'm really not too concerned about it, um, but even if he does win, and you know, then we'll we'll just have to get our uh, streaming privileges back in in uh, you know three months or whatever it takes. Uh, until then, you know, we'll we'll figure out some alternate method of uh, content delivery. Probably just uploading pre-recorded episodes, uh, since we still have that ability. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's kind of there's a few things that are up in the air right now. We haven't really sat down as a group and discussed it. But um, that's pretty much what's going on at the moment. All right. I've noticed as a you, you treat things like a business, especially with what you're doing, and I can appreciate and respect that. But I've noticed that you try to stay away from certain type of people out there in order to not stain yourself, which any good business person would do. Are mm-hmm. you aware that the YouTuber that you had on your show yesterday alongside me, Tommy from the Bronx, He ended up making a video stating that he moved his residence uh, due to this. This was his statement. There are too many niggers around here. Forget about it. Uh, You know, I don't know whether Tommy is saying that in uh, in jest or in uh, in earnest. I didn't see the clip you're talking about. Uh, But my my point of view is that uh, Tommy's opinions are his own. Uh, My opinions are my own. Um. You know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of careful about who we associate with, I guess. But at the same time, I'm here doing an interview with you, and, and you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't have the highest opinion of each other all the time, Brett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I like Tommy. Tommy's always been a good guy to me. Uh, I've never seen him do anything that I thought was racist. Uh, people who have come to meetups, and Tommy's been there, and he's. You know, hung out with them just like everybody else. I never saw him be like, "Ugh, these black people talking to me" or whatever. You know, he, he, I don't, I don't really, I don't really buy that he's some uh, virulent racist. He probably just said it for shock value. I mean, a lot of people out there say things for shock value on the internet. Uh, you and I both understand that. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we do. I think that uh, Tommy's got a lot of good things about him. I just was curious if you uh, knew about this. This is a public video he'd put out there. Uh, wasn't aware of it, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll maybe uh, check it out in the future. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to see what you're talking about before I could really comment on it. Okay. This uh, this question's a little bit more personal. Are you a masochist? Are you turned on when people are mean to you? <clears throat> um, I am a, a sadomasochist, um, you know, in a very consensual uh, sense. Um, you know, I'm not going to, uh, go out and, and hurt someone against their will or have someone hurt me that doesn't, you know, it's, it's about entering into 
some uh, you know uh, an understanding between two people and you know uh people have these predilections and have uh for pretty much all of human history um inflicting pain i enjoy having pain inflicted upon me i don't view pain as an inherently negative thing i think it's just part of life and that like any other aspect of life it can be celebrated okay all right do you believe, I, I have noticed that you said things like this on Twitter as well as uh, some chat programs. Do you believe that you are a sociopath, mentally ill in some way, or have you ever received therapy or counseling? And I know that's personal. You can actually pass if you want to. Uh, I don't I don't see any reason to pass on any uh, questions. Um, but, um, you know, as far as, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not a sociopath. I have empathy uh, for, for human beings. Um, I, uh, certain traits associated with, um, antisocial personality disorders. Um, I don't, uh, necessarily, um, I'm, I'm kind of one of these people and I'm, I'm not unusual, I don't think in this regard, but maybe, uh, maybe I am. Uh, I don't feel very strong emotional connections to, um, strangers. Uh, if I am, walking around and I, I see a person, um, like let's say I'm at a, a movie theater and uh, someone, we're waiting in line to get popcorn and someone keels over and starts clutching their heart and they're having a heart attack. I mean, I'm probably, you know, I'm not going to be uh, happy that that's happening to that person, but I'm probably not going to be too distressed about it either. Um, you know, maybe that, uh, obviously if it's someone I know or care about, uh, I'm going to feel the same way as anyone else. Uh, and I try to have uh, an intellectual uh, in the situations. I try to put myself in that person's shoes. And, you know, Christ is actually a fairly good rule for uh, conducting yourself. Uh, not 100%, but uh, often. Um, just, you know, sorry, my computer screen went black for a second there. I, I guess it was just uh, going into... Um, hibernation or something. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like you, you, you know, the, the idea that you treat others the way you want to be treated and, uh, you know, you look at life through the perspective of other people and try to think about how they're feeling and consider that and, uh, deal with them in the way that you would want to be dealt with, uh, or dealt with rather. Um, you know, I think those are fundamentally good rules and I, I feel like I abide by those more often than not. Uh, obviously, Sometimes I fall short of what I set up for myself, but uh, I think everyone does. It's hmm. a good point. I agree with you. Thank you. All right. You and your friends uh, claimed that I insulted my own daughter through fake Sagan a while back, but he <clears> and <throat> I have spoken, and he knows that trolls impersonated him and attacked me. How do you mm -hmm. feel about that? Um, you know, if that's the way it went down, then, um, I guess I apologize. Um, I mean, I don't know that it was a troll. Um, you know, the prevailing theory that I'd held is that you did it, uh, to frame fake Sagan. Uh, but, um, maybe I was mistaken. I, I honestly can't prove it one way or the other, so I guess I'm agnostic, uh, towards it. Okay. You are aware that as soon as he told me a while back, whenever this went down, that, uh, he didn't do it, that something was wrong here, somebody was being an idiot, I removed my video almost immediately. Yeah. Okay. 
just to let you know, I didn't know if you were aware that it's sometimes hard to talk with you with four other guys getting rambunctious, but I understand, you know, it's entertainment, it's comedy. All right, sure. are you ready for the next question? Sure. Okay, you go off about feminists and SJWs for insulting you and men. What would you say to a nasty feminist if she said, hey, your videos are bad and you should feel bad about it? <clears throat> uh, I'd probably laugh at that. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not a confrontational person. Um, I know I can come across as confrontational online, uh, but I think it's just because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't usually go off, even online, I really don't usually go out of my way to try to uh, instigate things with people. Uh, sometimes the format of the drunken peasants uh, forces uh, instigation in some ways because, you know, I'm, be, I'm watching other people's videos. I'm going to be honest about what I think. But uh, typically I don't really go around looking for uh, people to attack. I'm usually just looking for, you know, bad arguments or things I disagree with. In terms of uh, this hypothetical feminist, I mean, I don't know. It depends on my mood that day. I think probably I'd just laugh at it and uh, say, well, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Okay. I mean, I have an opinion against you. You have an opinion against me at the end of the day. You, every once in a while during the interview, you're having it, it kind of stutters just for a moment. Uh, would you want to, do you think that there's something that may be happening with your computer? Uh... I can't think of what would be going on. I could see about this cable. Uh, my gain is as low as it'll go. Uh, the cable seems... It happens every secure. once in a while. It's not super big of a deal. Uh, is, it, uh, is it really bad? Is it uh, making it difficult to understand what I'm saying? No, but there there was a couple times where whenever you you said uh, the word intellectual, it went it, it, it kind of like a Max Hedrum a little bit. But <laughs> besides that, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I mean, um, I do have uh, kind of an overcrowded hard drive at this point. Let me go ahead and close out of uh, my uh, Chrome windows, and uh, let me close out of. Well, I obviously can't close out of Skype. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll close out of these windows here. Um, yeah, I, okay, well, the only programs I'm running is, is Skype and uh, this little notepad thing. I don't think that's going to hurt anything, so. Okay. Uh, I've closed some programs. Maybe that'll free up a little more bandwidth or whatever. It could be my internet connection, actually, because my connection has not been great these last few days. I don't know what's going on with that, uh, but, um, Yeah. I'm going to be hitting stop every once in a while because I don't want what happened with us uh, during the mind of the manatee where the thing just clink, <laughs> something goes wrong. So I'm going to hit stop real quick and then <coughs> start recording immediately afterwards. All right. We are recording again. And all right. This is kind of along with the, the question I had asked you a moment ago, but with a little bit more. Do you like being abused or insulted and criticized? I know it comes off weird, but some people actually like that. Uh, no, I've never really been too much into that aspect of things. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, insulting or whatever. Uh, that's not one of my kinks or anything. Um you know, maybe 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 some light stuff like that, but uh, you know, I, I tend to have a, a big ego even when I'm uh, subbing. So there's not going to be, uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess I could tolerate it. It just really wouldn't turn me on. 
I wouldn't it, it wouldn't do anything for me in terms of oh this is so exciting that they're you know <laughs> insulting me or something. But you know, I mean, I don't judge people who are into that. I mean, uh, if, if that's what you're into, then uh, enjoy it, have fun. Um, best of luck. Wouldn't that be great if you had that fetish? Because you know, <laughs> you'd be you'd be getting off all the time. Uh, I guess I guess I probably would be too. Um, but you know, no, I don't. I mean, I guess I I, I kind of swim. I mean, you know, you know what it's like. Uh, I mean, one thing we actually can uh, share in common is you know that uh, uh, you come under a lot of fire. I come under a lot of fire. Um, you know, we could have arguments over who deserves what and all this, but ultimately we can at least share that experience of uh, knowing what it's like to have just internet hatred to be the background radiation of your entire existence. I I hope that you don't have the impression, even though I said some pretty rough-ass things, that I hate you because I don't. Um, I don't really hate you either. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what my feelings are towards you, Brett. But, uh, yeah, I don't really hate you. I, I don't really hate anybody, honestly. I guess I can hate someone in a moment, uh, like, out of anger. But once the anger fades, uh, the hatred is gone as well. Uh, that might be the flip side of what I was talking about earlier with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the antisocial personality disorder stuff. Uh, is, you know, I don't necessarily... Uh, take much offense to people. All right. Fair enough. My next question is, um, I was I was watching one of your latest videos uh, that you had said, you've claimed atheists have destroyed all arguments for God. Can you name three major arguments that you've heard for the existence of God that have been destroyed, as you've asserted, and please, how so? Okay, well, uh, that's kind of a... There's a, lot, there's a lot of unpacking involved in that question. Um, I mean, the main que- the main uh, thing you hear, you hear various uh, incarnations of uh, the blind watchmaker argument. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that argument. Um, you know, you, you, you see a tree uh, or you see a watch, you know that this watch had a had a maker. You see a painting, you know it had a painter. Therefore, God must have made... Uh, the trees and the mountains and stuff like that. Um, you know, but we know the watch had a maker because we, we actually do know that watches, I mean, like you're just some primitive walking around, you know, with total ignorance of the world and you stumble across a watch, you, you, you might think it is naturally occurring. Um, you're not going to necessarily know instantly it had a maker. I don't think, but, uh, um, the thing is that uh, all these things in nature did have makers. Uh, the mountains were made by the forces of geology, and the the trees were made by the process of evolution, and you know, so on and so forth. Um, so, th- I mean, there's that's just one angle you can come at it from. There's actually multiple different ways you could refute the uh, the watchmaker argument. Um, you know, then there's uh, it's not necessarily an argument. For God, but it's an argument against atheism. It's just kind of the uh, the shock of God thing of you know tr- you know somehow uh, prove atheism is true, trying to place the burden of proof on the atheist. But I don't feel like the burden of proof can be placed on me when I'm just denying someone else's claim that I haven't seen good evidence for. Uh, so that's another one. Um, 
it's been an awful long time. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you have some other arguments. I mean, I've, I've pretty much heard them all at this point. Uh, uh, you know, there's really – there's kind of like some stupid ones like uh, – I mean, I mean, I, I kind of consider them all stupid, but there's some like really stupid ones like I've heard the argument made um, if you can uh, imagine God – you know, well, he with all of his uh, his perfection and stuff, uh, he must be real because a being, you know, the, if you can imagine that perfection, it must exist because that. I forget the exact rationale behind it, but it's it's just really a word game. It's just semantics. Um, a lot of these things boil down to semantics, and then there's things that are really arguments for. Uh, deism rather than actual atheism, you know, uh, a lot of these arguments like, well, maybe God was the Big Bang, maybe, you know, there had to be a, a first, an unmoved mover or an uncaused cause and, and all this, well uh, even if that is God, it's, you know, you you're, you still have to demonstrate that that's actually the God of the Bible uh, and not just, you know, some God that we haven't considered None of us ever imagined probably an impersonal God, probably a God that doesn't care. But I don't even think that it is a God. I just think that, uh, you know, it, it came about through naturalistic means. Right. And I, I, I want to say that in the future, it would be very nice if you ever get time. I'd love to be able to have some discussions with you more of this nature. However, this is an interview. When I ask you questions, I'm just going to let you answer any way you feel. I'm not going to cut you off or, you know, try to go into some kind of, well, you should think this way, TJ. I'm sorry. You okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the vapor's been kicking my ass as well. I don't know if that's what's doing it for you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I smoke cigarettes and uh, smoke weed, so uh, coughing for me is not that unusual. Especially not, uh, you know, in the in the, the winter months as we're uh, drawing into. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that is one of the questions I wanted to ask you before I get into any other theological. I have only a few questions dealing with theology. More, it's more about you in the interview. But um, I, I do notice that there's a lot of drug use. There's a lot of alcohol and all this. Aren't you concerned about your health? Um. You know, sure. I, I guess I have some concern, but um, <clears throat> uh, I, I like drugs, so I'm probably going to keep doing drugs. Uh, you know, there's plenty of drugs I don't do. Uh, I would never do heroin. I would never do crack. Uh, probably wouldn't regularly do cocaine. Never really tried it. Um, maybe I would give it a shot. Um, uh, you know, mostly what I do is I, I smoke weed and I uh, I don't really drink too heavily. Maybe I get drunk once or maybe twice a month. Um, I would say, you know, of, of the things that I, I do drug-wise, the, the thing that gives me the most concern is smoking cigarettes, which, uh, you know, I know you've also uh, dealt with uh, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. The, the greatest health risk uh, activity that I engage in, other than, uh, you know, I don't necessarily eat right. Uh, I feel like I eat better than I used to, but still uh, far from ideal. But, uh, you know, I I, uh, I do smoke cigarettes. Uh, I don't smoke a, a lot of cigarettes. I probably smoke uh, eight or nine a day. So I go through maybe a pack every two and a half days. Uh, you know, 
people out there with a pack a day habit or, you know, even two packs a day. Uh, I don't know how many you were up to at your worst. Uh, at my worst, I was probably about a pack and a half a day. So I have reduced the amount of cigarettes I smoke, but uh, I am still smoking. I found it hard. Uh, I found it pretty easy to go from smoking a pack and a half a day to smoking, you know, eight or nine a day. But I haven't really been able to, you know, uh, overcome that hump of, oh, uh, uh you know, I, I haven't really been able to reduce it much more than that. About the lowest I've been able to sustain myself with was three a day. I've gotten down to three. Hmm. Every attempt to go to, like, two has been a failure. So the best I have been able to do with my own willpower is three a day. Um, I'm trying next to uh, switch to the vapor, as you're doing. Uh, I've tried it a few times before, but... Um, I don't think I was getting high enough nicotine content, uh, e-juice, so I'm going to get some some higher nicotine stuff and try that, and uh, hopefully that'll be what what finally breaks me of the the fucking cigarette habit. Uh, there's just something romantic about a cigarette to me, though. You know, uh, I I don't know if you ever just sit there when you're smoking a cigarette and just watch the smoke kind of tangling its way upward. It's um, I don't know. It's I for smoke, so. It's kind of hard to give that up, but, uh, you know, I, uh, for my health, I do have to. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, I have health concerns. I'm not uh, wringing my hands over it, but, you know, I, I obviously uh, would rather be healthy than unhealthy. Right. I, I know that I don't have to remind you that there's a lot of great actors, musicians, people of um, great stature who have in the business who have passed away due to drugs and alcohol issues. Just figured I'd put that out there. I'm sure you already know. Oh, sure. Sure, I know. All right. Can you explain how a non-logical, non-rational, non-loving, blind, cold universe can produce rational, logical, loving people? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can do it on a layman level. Um, I mean, uh, a lot of these things, like love... uh, that's obviously designed. I mean, that's obviously designed to be a social adhesive, not designed by God, but just selected for by evolution. I mean, you know, like a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake doesn't love anybody. Uh, a rattlesnake, you know, is out for itself. But when you have animals that exist in in group units, you know, uh, affection for each other becomes part of the glue that holds you together. Uh, a social animal wants to be sociable. Like I have uh, a dog, is uh, very loving. You know, goes through separation anxiety if you you leave him alone in a room. So um, you know, because it's because he's a pack animal. I also have a lizard, who if dies tomorrow would not even give a shit. So. Until, it, you know, until, of course, the food stopped, uh, then it would probably care. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's just a product of evolution. It's just social adhesive. It's just a bond to keep social animals together. And uh, it, when you're as intelligent as we are, your emotions take on a whole new um, depth because you're able to philosophize about them, you're able to examine your feelings, you're able to uh, make connections that other animals' uh, brains are just too primitive to make. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, 
everything that we are is uh, ultimately a product of uh, billions of years of increasing complexity and uh, adapting to our environment. Okay. Are you aware that 90% of the founders of every field of science believed in some sort or form of God? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're talking about the founders, I mean, um, sure, because they came from a time when everyone believed in God, and even if you didn't believe in God, you were going to profess a belief in God. Um, uh, you know, not many scientists today uh, in the wake of the advancements that we've seen in the 19th and 20th centuries and uh, continue to see in the 21st century, few of them are still religious. Uh, those who are religious probably are not uh, fundamental. Um, just, uh, you know, a lot of deists or a lot of, you know, uh, cafeteria cats and uh, things of all right, I'm going to hit stop again. Why do you... <coughs> why do, it's, it's okay, I understand. Why do you claim atheist position is superior when you don't have one single scientific fact to back it up? That's kind of a shock of God thing, I know, but I'd like to hear you on that. Um, I mean, could you clarify back it up? Well, the... If one believes that there are lacks of belief in deities, then clearly you're going to have to assume there's some kind of naturalistic explanation for life, sure. consciousness, and the universe. Yeah. So I'm asking, do you think that there's any scientific reason why we should believe that the universe came from something outside of space and time that was not a god? Sure. Um, well, I mean, uh, you could make, if we were two cavemen... Um, standing on uh, the ridge and uh, we see the valley and we see that the rains are uh, are coming you could say the same thing to me to me in that situation when I say I don't think the rains come from from a god I don't think they come from the rain god and you could say well you know how do you know and all that but you know ultimately now we know about the water cycle we know about uh evaporation and condensation and precipitation and all that stuff um so i mean i think that what you're talking about kind of boils down to the old god of the gaps thing you know every time we don't absolutely have a perfect scientific understanding of something uh theists like to insert god into it and say oh well god must have done it um I think that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that there's no evidence for atheism because what evidence could there even be that there isn't a god? The only evidence that we could have of that is if we could see the entire universe and know that there was nothing beyond it or even we could see beyond it. We could just see all that exists on any level in any plane and we know, we looked, there's no god anywhere to be found. I mean, that's the only evidence you could have that there is no god and people could still make an argument like, well... Maybe we don't see everything. Maybe there is something beyond even this. Um, so you're always going to be able to find somewhere for God to live, but really God only lives in the imagination of believers. Okay. In your video, Escaping Atheism 2, I know you're going, what? Right, Keen, you watching my videos? Of course I do. <clears throat> in your video... Oh, that, doesn't, that actually does not surprise me at all. There you go. I, mean, we, I watch your videos, too. Not all. There's a lot, but... <laughs> 
In your video, Escaping Atheism 2, you say it's stupid to speculate about an intelligent mind creating the universe. A retarded delusion created by cavemen, which you kind of did a caveman thing on me. Are you aware that Bill Nye, Stephen Hawking, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Richard Dawkins say it's very possible that we could be living in an advanced matrix controlled by a super entity or advanced alien? I actually have the video clips if you'd want to hear that one day. Uh, no, I've heard it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but I don't think many atheists uh, really object to someone speculating that there might be a god. Uh, it's when someone says, there is a god, and I know there is. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have any problem with people positing different ideas about where the universe came from. Uh, I think that if you want to say, I think that it was all set off by an intelligent designer, um, you know, maybe that's fine in the capacity of deism when you're just saying, well, I, you know, I think that might have been what, ha what happened, what caused it all. Um, but... When, you're, when you take it to that next level of, well, I know what the creator wants, and we have all these edicts and all this. I mean, you know, Richard Dawkins and Bill Nye and shit, they, they might posit maybe we're living in a simulation or maybe we were created by aliens or something, but they don't say, therefore, we need to obey these aliens or we need to figure out the rules of the simulation and, you know, we need to obey the creators of the simulation or whatever. Uh, there's no dogma attached to it. There's no... Uh, this is how you have to live your life because some supreme entity says so. In your in your same video, though, you did state that there are some non-believers that treat uh, treat atheism very dogmatically and religiously. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, just uh, just reminding you of that. I'm oh no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, that's absolutely true. There are some who treat it dogmatically. All right. This, uh, this is off the religion stuff. I told you I just had a few <coughs> questions. I figure in the future, if you really want to talk about this, and we can about religion and all that kind of stuff. This sure. is more of a drama thing. A while right. back, oh, yeah, a while back, you attempted to befriend, it seemed at least in my perception, that you tried to befriend Devin Tracy. Atheism is unstoppable. But it seemed like you were aware that drunken peasants fans had claimed he dropped them. Why would... Why would you still try to befriend him knowing this? Uh, you know, I felt kind of bad uh, for Devin. Um, I called him a racist on my show. And I felt like, oh, well, this guy's saying now, that he's, he's, this guy's telling me he's not a racist, that I misjudged him. And uh, I went and watched some of his videos, and I, I actually realized, well, you know, this, some of this guy's content is actually pretty good. So I figure, like, okay, well, you know, I'll I'll bury the hatchet and we'll we'll make amends and uh, and all that, uh, because I'd rather have someone as my friend than my enemy. He seems like a smart guy. He seems like a reasonable guy, um, you know. And I heard about the doxing and stuff, but you know, there's always drama going on. I try not to hold petty internet drama shit against people too much. Uh, so I figure, you know, we, we can look past that, and, you know, I, I even became kind of an advocate and defender for a while, trying to, you know, because uh, a lot of times when someone who is an interesting, uh, someone who's an interesting person is going to have weird quirks about their personality, maybe even to the point where it's a, it's a deep character flaw. There's a lot of very flawed people who had a lot of insightful, poignant, interesting things to say. Uh, so I, I started advocating for him on that basis, but, um... Uh, as time went on, I mean, just um, 
it, it just seemed like he never uh, wanted to. Um, he never wanted to be friends. He never wanted to bury the hatchet. And I kind of realized after studying his behavior, uh, especially towards his uh, his friend Anthony, his former friend Anthony, uh, I kind of just realized like there. This is one of these people that uh, there's no pleasing him, and he's just going to hate anyone who disagrees with him, even slightly. Uh, and at that point, I just said, well, you know, fuck him then, because uh, I don't have any use for someone like that. I don't have any use to abide by sycophants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I, uh, I stopped trying to be friends with him. I stopped defending him. And, uh, you know, now at this point, um, I don't really have any animosity towards him, but um, I think he's kind of silly. I, uh, I, I don't know if you realize this. I did make a video saying some positive things about him as well as the creationist cat. Did do a video like this. In the past, though, I have criticized him. I actually was convinced that he was racist by some of the remarks and some of the things I've seen out there. But I noticed that he didn't spend one single iota of time uh, going after yeah. me at all. Why do you think he, he went after you? Do you think it might be a popular reason or or what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there, you know, he claims not to care about popularity, but uh, it does seem like he, you know, as he was, uh, as I was in that initial spat with him, I noticed that he blocked all of the people who were criticizing him, but he never blocked me. I think it was because he wanted that uh, dialogue. He wanted to uh, step up to some kind of plate um, and prove that he's uh, superior to me and all this. Um, you know, it, it basically, it just ended up resulting in diminished. And I even tried to help the guy at one point. I included him in a, in a collaboration video that we all did. And I actually got a lot of shit for it. Uh, helped him get some new subscribers. And, uh, you know, he was just never grateful about that. Um, and now he just hemorrhages and loses subscribers constantly. Uh, people can't tolerate his behavior. I mean, and then he blocks his own fans constantly as well. So, um, you know, he's he's kind of making his own bed. I don't really know what to say beyond that. Do you ever feel, this is something I've, I've thought about, and I've seen some behaviors online, obviously been around as long as I have, but does it ever feel like there are some atheists out there who are literally competing with you as though you're the big dog on top because you are very popular, that they're trying to knock you down so they can be number one. Uh, I mean, uh, sure, I guess. Um, I don't really pay much mind. I, I just try to do the things that I like to do and make content that I think is going to entertain my fans and uh, and anyone else who stumbles across it. Um, I try not to pay too much attention to my contemporaries. I mean, I'll go I'll go check out a, a video every now and then by. Thunderfoot or Sargon of Akkad or uh, Chris Reagan or, you know, any of those people. And I like those people, and I've uh, interacted with them a few times, and they've always seemed like nice guys and and stuff. But um, I don't really watch a lot of their stuff because, I mean, a lot of the stuff they're saying to me is, uh, I mean, like, I, I live, eat, shit, and breathe it. Just I'm sure it's the same way with them. I'm sure they don't sit around watching each other's videos either. Uh, because we already know this shit. We're, we're, we're the ones who are swimming in this all the time. Uh, but I don't really sense much animosity towards the, the people. I mean, like, I feel like when it's people like, uh, <coughs> Armored Skate... <coughs> 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 
Kyle Kalinske of Secular Talk and and people like that. I feel like those guys all uh, pretty content to uh, just develop their own audiences, and they're not necessarily looking at at me or anyone else and trying to judge themselves against it. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't really know. That's just not how I function. Uh, maybe they do that way. Um, I'm really just. Con- I'm not concerned about necessarily being more prosperous than others or worried about others becoming more prosperous than me. Uh, I just want to be as prosperous as I can be and make the best content I can make and, uh, um, you know, try to get uh, the, the views keep coming and people always enjoy what they're seeing. And, uh, you know, if if, uh, if I can make something that, that challenge those, challenges them in some way, that's fine. I, I enjoy doing that too. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to to be myself and be the best I can be. Okay. I would like to recommend something for you because I have noticed often during an interview that you're you're coughing and you've explained it, but I would recommend trying to do some hot tea or hot coffee. That's what the wife does for me, and it seems to help <clears> out. Yeah, I might uh, pour myself a, a cup of tea after we're done with this interview, sure. Okay, man. All right, this one's uh, a little bit more dramatic. Uh, this is kind of having to do with the Joseph Martelli thing. On, sure. a, on a private DP show, you and Paul said Joseph Martelli was violent and mentally ill and believed he was a threat. Paul said on Periscope that he didn't believe Joe was crazy and would have a beer with him, even stated he didn't think Joe would do anything bad. I, have sure. a, I, however, have a hangout where Joseph clearly says he never meant anyone any harm with Tommy from the Bronx actually in the room present listening. So why do, I'm wondering, why did you guys yell at me and acting like uh, he was a threat? If you, really, <clears throat> if you really believed he was a threat, why didn't you call the police like I advised you guys to do on your own live show? Uh, you know, I don't know when Paul made the remarks uh, that uh, Joseph Martelli was not crazy and he'd have a beer with him or whatever. Um, I assume that's probably before he started uh, posting guns on his Instagram and uh, no, stuff no, no, like no. that. It was done now, recently. I, oh, recently. Rec- I don't know then. Um, I don't. I'd have to see the tweet you're talking about. But um, my feeling on it is uh, Joseph Martelli is clearly crazy. I don't know if he's violent. He seems like he's at least an instigator, and he definitely was uh, saying things that was implying violence. Uh, I always kind of thought that he wasn't really going to do anything, but uh, I don't really know that. Uh, you know, I, I mean, whatever. I'm. It's, it's in the past for me. Uh, I, I can't speak for all the peasants, and I'm not going to give you like a, a clean slate of absolution but for me personally I really don't care you'll notice I was actually pretty quiet during that time because mm-hmm. I'm just I like I said I, I, I don't really hold a grudge uh, very much um, you know I don't I don't really care uh, I'm still indignant about whatever uh, I mean I think you uh, I mean, I've seen evidence that you gave him our addresses uh, I'm not going to take that uh back but um i think that he's uh i think he's a lunatic but he's hasn't come uh back again since that i know of so um whatever i don't know what you're seeing or what people 
or, or what people are saying to you, but I do have over a hundred people impersonating me on Skype as well as uh, on Google Plus and things like that. You know that I've got. I mean, you look. You're gonna find Brett Keen fuckhead, Brett Keen asshole, bitch, everything else, all the way down the line. I can assure you that I didn't. In fact, if I thought you guys were in any kind of danger myself. I'd call the police. I called the police a while back when I thought Mr. Repsy and, and Take Shot Action were in danger. Okay. Well, um, I uh, I don't know. I've seen pretty compelling evidence to the contrary, but um, I don't know. I'll I guess uh, we could look into that again. All right. Fair but, enough. Uh, it's it it comes to me from someone who was uh, in your inner circle. And who actually was running your hangouts at one point. Um, so I feel like the information is pretty good. It's not from like a fake Brett Keen Twitter or something, but maybe that person uh, misdirected me. But I don't, I don't believe that's the case. But uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptical person, so I don't automatically uh, jump to conclusions. But, uh, you know, it seems to me like there's an awful lot of issues where, uh, oh, you know, it might appear like this happened, but actually it was this big misunderstanding, and it always seems like you're implicated, but there's always uh, some some mitigating factor that it, it exculpates you, um, which I, I I think that's a remarkable coincidence if that's, that's if that's true. You have the worst luck of any human being, uh, or maybe there's just so much vitriol around you. I don't know. Well, but, I, um, I do have people running into my room dropping my address and saying they're going to come whip my ass and all that stuff. Of, okay. well, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't uh, condone or endorse that in any way. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that, man. All right. So the the next question. Let's uh, let's move along. I don't want to spend too much time aggravating you about that process. I'm not aggravated. Okay. You get annoyed at news and social media when they lied and misrepresent Donald Trump and other people. Why? Sure. Uh, you know, I get uh, I get angry when I see. You know, I wouldn't even mind if uh, all, all the anti-Trump coverage. Uh, look, my I, I should make it clear my feelings towards Trump. I don't think he's going to be a good president. I don't like him. I think that he's uh, embodies a lot of things that I am against on principle. Uh, however, I feel like many of the attacks that have uh, been levied against him are unfair and. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a lot of it is uh, just a lot of liberal uh, smoke and mirrors and hot air and uh, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to stand up against bullshit wherever I see it, even if it's coming from people that might ideologically share a lot in common with me. I'm going to say, no, I don't think this is fair. I don't think this is right. And I think it's ridiculous the way that Hillary Clinton was given such a pass by CNN, such a pass by MSNBC, such a pass by almost every mainstream media uh, channel and publication that covered the election. Uh, it just seemed like the narrative that was being pushed on us was that you're evil and bad if you Trump and Hillary's the only real choice. And to me, that's not even uh, that's not democratic when we're being pressured into thinking we only have one choice. Fuck that. We have more than one choice. We should have uh, several choices. It shouldn't just come down to two people. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, it certainly shouldn't come down to only one. Uh, and I think that uh, as as bad as I think Trump is, I think that there are certain things, the issues that he's in. I think that there's a lot of problems with Hillary Clinton as a candidate, and I honestly think that's why she lost. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to see people treated unfairly. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there, there's a, there's a, a great respect for, uh, fairness in me. Maybe it doesn't, uh, always play out the way that, uh, you think it should, or maybe no one really thinks that I'm fair except for me, but I think I'm fair. I think I have a fair mind. Uh, I am also judgmental. Uh, I will attack things that I think are bad, um, but I don't think I've ever attacked something unjustly or unwarrantedly, and if I have, I would um, apologize for that, I guess. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording. Um, <clears throat> okay. Do you believe in spontaneous generation? Uh, spontaneous generation of life? Yes. Um spontaneous generation uh you know i wouldn't say that i necessarily absolutely disbelieve in it but i don't think that's how life on this planet has come about and i don't think there's any documented case of spontaneous generation of life for those out there who are listening who may not know what i'm asking <clears throat> spontaneous generation usually dictates that life came from non-life or inanimate matter and uh, so you're talking about like you're talking about bio see, when, when you say spontaneous generation, I think of, um, you know, the, the medieval belief that, uh, you know, people used to believe that uh, maggots were born from meat, you know, that they just sprang from it. They didn't realize it was flies laying eggs. Uh, you know, they thought rats just appeared out of the garbage and stuff, you know. Uh, so I thought you were talking about that sort of thing. Uh, when you're talking about non-life coming from life, I mean, honestly, a lot of non-life already exhibits uh, behaviors and, and things like that. Um, it's it's actually kind of a blurry line, I think. And there's a lot of things that straddle that line, like a virus. It has uh, uh, viral uh, DNA, but it doesn't really meet all the criteria for life, but it meets some of them. So it's almost in this sort of gray area. Is it a living thing or is it not? Um I think that there's a lot of uh, things that behave like that that are not necessarily alive. Um, you know, especially on the the quantum level. You know, you see particles are attracted to one another and they form structures together and uh, they form bonds with one another or uh, don't. Uh, so there are behaviors. They're very uh, regimented and they seem to be uh, a lot more. Uh, predictable than the way living things are going to behave, but they still do have behaviors. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if, you, if you're talking about a ladder of complexity, then yeah, I think that the, the first living thing um, probably did arise from a non-living that was fairly similar, but it's just a matter of where that line is going to be. Um, it, it kind of almost boils down to a semantics thing, or at least a thing uh, in, in terms of classifications of where you're going to place that. Because um, if you if you read uh, the scientific literature, the the first uh, organisms, you know, probably would bear very little resemblance uh, to a single-celled organism today. Um, probably a far more primitive sort of self-replicating cell. Okay. All right. I thought you froze for a moment there. I'm sorry. Am I, is it, are we still having issues with that? 
No, you just, you kind of, I guess you kind of sat there just for a moment, and it was like, is he froze? Uh, and then you moved. No, I was I was being very still. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Kind of threw me off there a little bit. All right. Why do you believe in evolution? Have you been in a lab? Have you ever experimented yourself, or are you just taking an authority and faith on it? Uh, you know, it's not, it's really neither. I mean, I've obviously, I'm not a trained scientist. I've never worked in a laboratory um, I've known scientists. I mean, I have friends who are chemists and biologists and uh, so on and so forth. So I, I do know a little bit from uh, my dealings with them. And I've read, uh, I don't want to say super extensively, but I've read a lot of uh, popular science books and stuff. And I, I don't believe in evolution. I mean, I've also watched a lot of YouTube videos, both produced by independent creators and uh, scientific institutions and stuff. Uh, and documentaries and so on and so forth. I feel like I'm a pretty well-educated layman, uh, but it's it's not just a matter of, well, this authority says there's evolution, so there must be evolution. I mean, if I was that gullible, then I'd just believe anything that any authority told me on anything, and people know that's not my personality. Um, I, I follow the line of reasoning. I've looked at the evidence that has been presented to me, and I've looked at the counter-arguments, and uh, to me... Uh, I mean, I, I settle a lot of things through argument, honestly, and I've seen debates between creationists and evolutionists, and I've heard both uh, entail. And uh, to me, evolution just makes more sense. I think that um, the evidence for it is is actually pretty impressive. Um, I, I feel like I'm 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 swayed by the evidence and the science, uh, albeit I'm not a scientist myself, so I can't necessarily. Uh, you know, give you some. If, if obviously this would be a better question to ask someone like Richard Dawkins, who is a zoologist and evolutionary biologist. Uh, I'm a high school dropout. I've read a lot on evolution. I've watched a lot on evolution, but I'm not really an expert. Um, it's what I am on that subject. If you don't mind me asking, and there's been lots of people who are extremely intelligent today who didn't make it through high school, but why did you quit? Um, I have a video on my channel uh, called Why High School Sucks, and I think that if, I mean, I don't want to just plug that and act like that's the entirety of the answer, <laughs> but um, I think it explains a lot. Uh, it's It doesn't really, I don't think it directly why I left high school, but it talks about my impressions of high school. Um, now, I am, I don't know what what you're like uh, in terms of your personal life, Brad. I know what your internet persona is like. I don't know what you're actually like in person, but uh, I have what could be called a pathological aversion to authority. Um, I don't like being told what to do. I don't like trying to exist within the confines of an environment that is to um, encourage certain behaviors and discourage others. Um, I don't necessarily like being in a room with a lot of other people. I don't like interacting with other human beings to that extent for that duration uh, with that frequency. And I also found the lessons uh, boring. I mean, uh, I'm, they're trying to teach me about things that I read on my own when I was uh, in fifth grade or sixth grade. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I'm sitting there uh, reading 
I don't know, Nietzsche or shit at lunch and, and people are bothering me and asking me dumb questions and asking me what I'm reading and why and you know, I, I just don't know. I don't I don't like being pestered. I don't like a lot of people around me. Uh, I don't like that environment. I feel like it's rigid or it's 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 controlled, it's artificial, it's uh, designed to break your spirit and bend you to the will of your corporate masters, as uh, George Carlin once said. Not an environment for me, um, so I rejected it. Um, I was a uh, conscientious objector, I think, from a school. <clears throat> I did not do any assignments. I never did my homework. I never did tests. I never did anything they gave to me uh, at, after a certain point. Um, you know, I just had I, – I was content to take uh, zeros across the board in every class, uh, did not turn in assignments, did not care to work. Just wanted to read my books and write my poems and do the things that I was interested in at that time. And uh, I left high school, and I've never regretted it. I still stand by that decision. <clears throat> uh, I'm glad I did. Well, you, <clears throat> you yourself, you have a lot of young people as well as some adults out there. I've, I've got to talk to some of these people because they've come to my rooms. But... Um, I know that you don't like the idea of people listening to you and, and being responsible for decisions people make. I get that. But what would you say to young people who might say, well, shit, look at TJ. He's fucking badass. He's successful. He's selling T-shirts and he's a rock and roll star. Maybe I ought to quit high school. What would you say to these guys? I mean, I can only tell them that part of the reason I quit high school was because I was looking at people like... Um, uh, Marilyn Manson and uh, George Carlin and other people who full in entertainment and I wanted to do something like that. I wanted to be a film director. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to be something that was uh, interacting with people on a mass level because I'm not really great at dealing with them on an interpersonal individual level. Um, so uh, that's that's what I pursued and uh, it worked out for me. Maybe Maybe for some people it doesn't work out. Um, I can't guarantee that your outcome is going to be good if that's what you do. But uh, I don't think that, you know, uh, I don't think you're guaranteed a good outcome just because you get your high school diploma either. I don't think you're guaranteed a good outcome because you go to college. I know plenty of people who went to college and all it got them was uh, crushed under a mountain of fucking debt. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I would say don't just listen to me. Listen to a wide variety of people and uh, make your own decision. I mean, it's your life. Um, I would say don't don't view me as the be all end all of of uh, of what you need to do. But that's my two cents: is uh, follow your dreams, do what you want. Um, you know, and some people will tell you don't follow your dreams. Be practical, be pragmatic, and if that's what you want to do, ultimately, then do that. Uh, there's plenty of different ideas about how you can live, and really, no way is is uh, much better than the other. I respect that, and I agree with you on that. All right, next question. Um, obviously, there's been some issues with this Tommy Sotomayor character. This question was before I found out about him uh, doing the DMCA, <laughs> doing the DMCA on you. But why do you why do you believe he deserved to be mocked and and raided for in the first place? I noticed some DP stuff like that. Sure, sure. Um, well. You have to remember that uh, the our initial interaction with Tommy Sotomayor was uh, he made a video stating that 
uh, black people in be slaves because they could they also had the option to die fighting. Uh, you know, I think that this is a pretty disgusting point of view, and we made a video basically arguing against it and why we thought it was wrong. And at that point, Tommy hit us with our first DMCA, and he crippled our channel for two weeks, and, uh, you know, a lot of bad, negative things happened because of that. Put DP on my channel for a while, and I lost subscribers because, you know, people, want ama- people who are subscribed to the Amazing Atheist don't necessarily want two-and-a-half-hour videos posted on the channel every uh, three times a week, you know? So I lost Amazing Atheist subscribers because of that, and we lost uh, Drunken Peasants revenue because of that, and so on and so forth. So there was a history of antagonism with this guy, and it really started because he couldn't handle us criticizing uh, his his worldview. Uh, so we decided, uh, let's go raid his chat, and we'll have people spam Glanderson Booper, which uh, I don't know if you know our combination of um, Glenn Beck and Anderson Cooper. Yeah, uh, we your, joking, your fan. We were jo- Go ahead. Yeah, we were joking about them being a gay couple and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a joke, silly joke, really harmless. Um, so we had our fans go, and they spammed Glanderson Booper in his chat room over and over again. Now, is that hurting anybody? Is that hurting him? If anything, it's helping him. It's br- it's sending a bunch of views to him. They're not saying anything mean. They're not saying anything hurtful. They're just saying Glanderson Booper. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he made a video saying that we uh, called him a nigger and we called his guest an ape and all this stuff, and that never happened. No one said that. We were spamming Glanderson Booper. Uh, and, uh, you know, we did it one too many times, and he got upset, and that's what the deal is behind this current DMCA. I mean, like, this was this was not a, a, a malicious raid. You know, this was uh, light teasing uh, that really... It had no meaning. Like, the stuff we spammed him with, it had no meaning whatsoever. It was just silly stuff. Um, so I don't really feel like uh, his, his reaction is was warranted. I feel like he takes things way too seriously, uh, way too personally. Um, that's just my feeling. Now, I mean, uh, if he's really deeply offended, you know, maybe we'll get a chance to settle that in court. Uh, I hope that it doesn't come to that, uh, but it's looking we're gonna we're gonna lawyer up and we're gonna see, but uh, hopefully he'll uh, drop it before then. We'll see. Okay. Now I myself I I heard about this uh, Booperson Glanderson thing by seeing people while I was doing a live thing, just <clears throat> text after text after text, and I had no fucking idea where it was coming from or who was doing it. But I uh, I ended. See, we didn't even we didn't even send them at you. So. Oh, I I I hear you. I didn't see a video where you guys actually instructed them to do that to me. I didn't find out what the fuck it was actually was until I went to Twitter and seen that Paul's ego had the name on his Twitter. I'm like, yeah. oh, I get it now. Okay, and of course I get the the occasional poop balls. So. Yeah, the poop balls is another popular one. <laughs> you know, poop balls actually originated when we were. Um, we were talking about uh, how dumb our chat was, you know, and we made fun of, like, they're just in there spamming something like poop balls over and over again. And, that, and then they actually started doing it, of course, and uh, ever since then it's been a thing. But originally it was actually meant to mock them uh, for how, how silly and stupid the chat was. 
time a chat, uh, on, you know, a chat room gets too crowded or too full, you're always going to have this effect where no one's really having a conversation. It just becomes spam. And, you know, certain people enjoy that sort of thing. So whatever. Let them have it. We, we open our chat room. We know there's never going to be anything poignant or insightful or interesting in it. We know it's just going to be people uh, posting verbal diarrhea. And, and we don't care. Let them have at it. If they have a good time doing it, what do we even really give a shit? Are you uh, under the realization that a a while back, I'd say probably about three years ago, I actually myself created a series going after Tommy Sotomayor because I believed what he was doing to uh, African-American women was pretty rough. But I ended up finally, after a while of this shit back and forth between them, I went on to his small radio program that he had at the time. He's bigger now, but uh, he was very respectful, very nice <coughs> to me, and we kind of just said, okay, let bygones be bygones. So maybe, maybe, just saying if this is your interest, you guys could actually talk things out and work out your issues. Maybe. Uh, you know, I'd like to do that. Um, if he wants to make contact with me, I can't make contact with him. I'm blocked on all of his uh, social media and stuff. Uh, but if he wants to reach out to me, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to discuss the issue with him. I'm happy to tell him my feelings, and he can tell me his, and maybe we can come to some sort of mutual understanding with each other. I don't know. Uh, I'm always willing to give uh, diplomacy a chance. But, um, you know, uh, failing that, I am willing to go to war with his ass. Okay. I uh, I will put this forth to you just a recommendation. Maybe if you can get somebody to do this for you, let them know that you'd be willing to talk to him on Skype one-on-one. He does get irritated very quickly, so if you took him on DP and Paul's ego did his, oh, you know, such a wishing after him, he would probably get riled up and it would just get worse. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think uh, we'd necessarily have him on DP unless he dropped the uh, the thing to to start with. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with the guy. Okay, sounds good. Just putting it out there. I haven't sure. talked to him for quite a while since that time. Just letting you know. Sure. All right. The next question is: Do you believe being kind and nice makes you seem weak in any way? Uh, no, but. Uh... You know, uh, I mean, I guess uh, it, it makes it easier for people to take advantage of you. Um, but I, I don't think that uh, we should look down on people who are kind or nice. I think that uh, the world needs more kindness. It needs more nice people. There's already a lot of assholes like you and I. Uh, <laughs> if the earth has met its asshole quota, we probably do need some nice people running around. And... Uh, you know, I mean, like, I know it, it probably doesn't seem like, I mean, you were just talking about Paul a moment ago, you know, oh, he's so whatever. But, I mean, like, in, in, in person, Paul is a really, really nice guy. Uh, he has a fiery streak to him, uh, and uh, so does, um, so do I, so do you, for that matter. Hmm. But, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, he's a nice person. I don't know if I'm necessarily a nice person, but I'm not um, an overly cruel person. If anything, I'm a little bit careless, Um you know, I, I just uh, I, I, I uh, sometimes end up hurting people accidentally through carelessness uh, and just not really properly take people's feelings into account. And I try to, you know, get better about that. But um, no, I don't I don't think kindness is a sign of weakness, although I do think that it actually is a uh, I mean, I guess it is kind of a weakness in the sense that people will exploit it. So maybe there needs to be uh 
every kind person maybe should have an asshole friend that is looking out for them. I don't know. I I will put this forth because I have a feeling Paul will see this. I I understand that Paul is trying to entertain. He's trying to be funny, and he's pissed off at me for some reasons. I get that. But behind the scenes, when I've talked to him before, he does come off really nice and a caring person. I will put that forth. <clears throat> yeah, I would say he is. Um, you know, uh, there's obviously issues that exist. I mean, like, I'm willing to put these issues aside uh, for, you know, something like this interview because, uh, you know, you've uh, you've come through and you've been on our show and you've taken it, too, and uh, whatever. You know, it's 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 fine. And, I mean, like, la- I mean, last time you were uh, compensated and stuff, but, I mean, it was, it was uh, you did hold up your end of the deal and all that, and uh, usually... Uh, gonna appear somewhere you usually do so um i mean i I can't think of a time when you said you were coming uh, on dp or something when you didn't um so yeah i mean uh i feel like uh it's it's pretty fair for me to come on your show here and uh and have this uh interview i guess or discussion whatever you want it to be that's cool of you man and it is appreciated like i said right at the beginning Okay. The... Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I did consider coming on here with a more antagonistic attitude, but uh, you know, I figured that I'll just answer the questions you have, and uh, I'll be honest about it. And if we, if we get into some sort of confrontation about something, then, then so be it. But I'm not going to go in here looking for confrontation, um, because I, I understand what you're trying to do here with this channel is, um, or not with this channel, but with this uh, interview series is you're, you're trying to, um, I guess. Uh, uh, get more to, um, I mean, is this, is this, I mean, what is this? Is this like a new format for you? Kind of like you're, you're doing this. Is this like a, a way you envision your channel going forward is just trying to do interviews with people or, uh, or are you just doing this like as a phase? Like, is this a little project? I mean, what is this really? Well, I, I want to be able to continue to do the interviews, but also some of my other content. I will tell you, I'm, I'm really, I, I did mean it, and I believed it whenever I said this in the past. I I want to get away uh, get away from the whole, you know, fucking being critical of TJ constantly stuff. I'm tired of that. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like everything that you you had uh, to say against me, you you've said, and I feel like I've said pretty much everything I have to say against you. I mean, like. Uh, if I say something new that pisses you off, I mean, feel free to go around and you know criticize it and do whatever you want. Um, but uh, in terms of like the major, I mean, they've already been explored. Uh, I think that you know, in Mind of the Manatee and in the last night's show, or uh, every everything, you know, all of our interactions have have been kind of laden with um, with drama. So um, you know, whatever. Uh, Anyway, you have any more questions or? Well, I, I didn't completely answer your your question fully, though. Oh, sure. Go, go ahead. I I want to also humanize people. I want <laughs> I want it that whenever people watch, they're not seeing the persona or whatever someone's trying to push on YouTube. I want people to see the real sure. person behind it. And so far, I think you're doing a great job. Just saying. Thank you. All right. Next... I am trying to. I am trying to answer your questions uh, as honestly as I possibly can. So, and I, I feel like you're doing so. All right. I've noticed people draw sexual pictures of you and I having sex, and you've mm-hmm. stated it in videos that you've actually dreamed of sex with me. Why do you think that this is the case for? 
the reason people have drawn it is because we had a contest to that effect. Um, I don't remember dreaming about it, but um, maybe I did. I have a terrible memory, as you probably know, but um, I don't recall that necessarily. Uh, I don't know. I think it's because we've been such um, uh, foils to one another that it's kind of funny uh, to see us in that sort of uh, situation, you know? (laughs) So, uh, uh, whatever. I mean, I think it's kind of funny. It's like showing Batman and the Joker, you know, kissing or something. I hear you. Well, just to give you kind of a heads up on the dream, let's see if this will kind of work for you so you'll remember um, the dream apparently had something to do with my big ass sitting in a cement block. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The dream, maybe I did. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you were, someone showed me this big cement block and you were like encased in it, but your ass was hanging out and it was like, oh, <laughs> this is Brett, Ke- you know, whatever. I can't control what I dream. Uh, I've had injured dreams, um. But, uh, yeah, it was that was kind of weird. All right, I am going to hit stop. <clears throat> All right. Okay, the next question I have for you, and this is really weird. I actually heard this question on a, a weird-ass movie a while back. Please don't ask me which one. But between Paul Zigo, Mr. Rupsian, and Pimp Monk X, choose a fate for them. One will die, one is tortured, the other is raped. Which ones would get the fate? Uh, this is Paul Zigo, Repsion, and, and um, so the, it's the contestants from the special episode, right? Yeah. Wheel of Misfortune? Yes. So one gets murdered, one gets tortured, and one gets raped. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess um, I'd probably uh, murder Pimp Monk. Um, well, I mean, my, my reason, the reasoning for that, he's pretty unhealthy. I don't really think he has a lot of years left if he continues the way he is. He smokes two packs a day. He weighs, uh, over 500 pounds, I believe. Uh, so I don't really think he's long for this world anyway. So I, I feel like, uh, it makes sense to kill the person who you think is going to have the least amount of life. Um, I would probably say uh, torture Paul because it seems like he has a decently high pain tolerance, rape Repsion, because he, that's the only option left at that point. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I think we're going to get ourselves in trouble on that one. All right, next one. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think people I think people can recognize that it's, it's a strange hypothetical, but I think that... Uh, you know, any answer you give to that question is going to be fucked up, so. All right, this one is uh, a, for a while back, um, but I'm interested in your opinion on it. A while back, there was a user named Coughlin who lo- who loved mocking and insulting the piss out of people, but you and a friend said very little to him. I, I didn't even see much on it, but it seemed like it caused him to just fucking, like, break down and melt. True. What, what yeah, happened there? Okay, well, what happened with Coughlin is um, I had uh, I was actually a Coughlin fan. I liked Coughlin stuff, and uh, I made friends with this dude named Galen Hall, um, and um, we uh, were talking, and um, he told me about how this uh, um, 
this his ex girlfriend. You know, he he was talking about uh, how she was raped in a Coughlin uh, chat room, and he says Coughlin was was very dismissive and rude, and uh, you know, in, in saying something like "Who gives a shit" or something like that, and uh, you know, he was pretty upset about it. Uh, so um, I decided that um, we're gonna. Um, you know, we're going to make a video against him. And uh, before we made the video, we made an announcement just saying that we were working on it. And uh, for some reason, just Coughlin knowing that we were working on a video against him made him uh, really very nervous. And uh, to the point where he eventually broke down. And uh, actually, when the video came out, it was kind of uh, anticlimactic because he's like, oh, that's all you got. Whatever. Who cares? But that lead up. That dread of like what what's the video gonna be was actually worse for him than what the video actually was. I don't know what he thought we were gonna say, but he must have been pretty damn worried about it. All right, I I need to ask you something real quick before we continue. Do you want a copy of the video after I've rendered it all together, the segments? Well, I can just download it off of YouTube if I want. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Well, I feel like because we're doing this, any I've told everybody that I've interviewed, I feel like because we're doing a collaboration, it is both of our pieces of property. Sure. Okay. All and right. I, I, just so you know, I am also uh, I do have a like a little Skype recorder program going too, so I do have a backup audio for this as well. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I don't have of it. I just have the audio. Um, and uh, that was, uh, of course, just a precaution in case uh, you tried to cut something in a weird way or something like that. I mean, I'm not... I'm completely uh, fine I'm not, with that. I'm not totally distrusting, but, you know, I, I am a little bit, so... I completely... Uh, <coughs> I am completely fine with that. I usually expect anyone out there, whenever they're talking, that they're going to do this because there's so much bullshit that flies on the Internet, so I expect Sure. It. I mean, you, you, you understand. You, you do it yourself, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyway... Are we are we still going or? Yes, yes. I've got uh, I've okay. got questions for you. Like I said, I find you an interesting person. Just because I'm critical doesn't mean I don't think you got your good stuff. All right. All right. So rock on. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Why do you think that atheists have high substance abuse and suicide rates, according to statistics? Um, I will say there's a quote which I'll probably butcher here, but uh, they say that saying that a um. A religious man is uh, happier than a non-religious man is kind of like saying that a, a drunk man is happier than a sober man. Um, but uh, when you're talking about uh, atheists and, and substance abuse, um, the statistics right here in front of me, but if they are indeed uh, higher among those segments of society, it's probably because they're, you know, uh, atheism's uh, reality is a little bit bleaker. Uh, in some ways, than the one offered by Christianity. Now, I don't. I think it's a matter of how you look at it to an extent. Um, and uh, of course, there's uh, a certain counterculture that's associated with drugs and stuff that atheism might be more cozy with. Um, but you know, I, I feel like some people, when they lose their faith in God, uh, they can feel depressed. They can feel like life doesn't have meaning. They can become very nihilistic. Um, I don't view it that way. I actually view it as a relief. I think that if there was a God, that to me would be um, – uh, I just view him as a cosmic dictator that wants to run my life, which I'm not interested in. Um, 
So for me, the idea of there being no God is a relief, but for other atheists, it can definitely be a bummer. They think, you know, from going from the worldview of like the creator of the universe cares deeply about me as a person to, wow, the universe is cold and indifferent to my existence. Uh, I think that could be a depressing and there could be, you know, drugs used to deal with that sort of thing. And like I said, you know, there's 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 count. The, drugs have always been part of counterculture, and I think right now atheism intersects counterculture because atheism is not yet uh, super mainstream. It's more mainstream than it used to be, but it's not ultra mainstream. And uh, there's plenty of atheists who are not doing drugs. I mean, I don't think Richard Dawkins is is uh, freebasing crack or anything. Uh, I don't know. According to statistics in America, the percentage of atheism is actually on the rise. Um, I did do, I did do a video a while back <laughs> where where I uh, looked at a wrong website and it actually said that there was a decline. In fact, it does say there's a two percent rise. So I was I was wrong about this. But also, it says that the suicide rate has went up. Sure. I don't know that those two things necessarily go hand in hand. I mean, correlation doesn't necessarily always equal causation. But, um, you know, I I would say that uh, if there is a connection there, uh, it's probably to do with that same sort of uh, existential nihilistic despair that we we just talked about. Um, But I think that you, you can be an atheist and not have that attitude. It's just something that maybe you're a little bit more predisposed to at that point. Okay. Uh, this next question, if you need me to clarify it, I, I'll be more than happy to, but are you against atheist indoctrination of children? Um, you know, I would say that um, it depends on what you're, what you're considering uh, indoctrination. If, if the child isn't free to choose to believe in God if they wish, then I would say I'm against that. Uh, I believe that if if a child wants to believe in God, then that's uh, that's fine. They should be able to do that. They should be able to have the right to express themselves in that way. Um, but I don't think it's wrong to raise your child as an atheist and to tell them that you know some people do believe in God, but we don't. And uh, maybe you will one day, but uh, our family doesn't. And if you want to do research and uh, see for yourself what you believe. Uh, I encourage you to do that, but uh, I mean, this is this is my approach to it, and that's the approach I would take if I were a parent, uh, which I don't plan on being a parent. But um, if I ever found myself in that position, I think that's how I'd raise my kid. Uh, you know, I wouldn't pressure them to be any. I wouldn't raise them with a belief in God. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to expose them to religion. But if they decided to be religious, um, you know, I would uh, I would respect that. I'd probably honestly be a bit disappointed, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, the apple sometimes falls far from the tree. If I'd uh, like to give you an example of something and get your opinion on it, I was very interested in finding out about whenever I first started out in atheism, there wasn't a whole lot of atheists in my area to learn from or grow from. You know, I was one of those few guys that started up on YouTube, and I was still dealing with hamsters on wheels and cat fucking videos, right? Sure. But I, I looked into people like Madeline O'Hara. I always screw up names, so if I got her name wrong, you know, you can make fun of me later about it. But she... I'm terrible with names, too, so... <laughs> she apparently uh, would tell her son, as you know, she was killed, and so most of her family, but there was a child that survived, 
Mm-hmm. And the child said, the child is now an older man, but he said that she used to tell him, anyone that believes in Sky Daddies is a stupid fucking idiot, and I don't want them around me, as where he believed in God. And she actually yeah. disowned him and said that she never wanted him around again for having these stupid fucking thoughts. Sure. Uh, you know, I think that's too far, obviously. Um, maybe to some extent she was a product of her time. Um, you know, I don't I don't think there's any reason to be that uh, intolerant. I, like I said, I would probably be disappointed, but I don't I don't think I would disown any child unless maybe they were like had some really insane beliefs like, you know, we're going to sacrifice girls to the volcano god or something. Um you know, uh, but I, yeah, I think that goes too far. And uh, if those stories are accurate, then uh, you know, I would say that's a, a deep character flaw in her. I don't really know much about her. Um, you know, she was murdered. I know um, that uh, you know she was one of the big first atheist activists uh, in America. But uh, that doesn't mean that she's a perfect person or necessarily a perfect uh, embodiment of atheism. Nor am I. Uh, nor should any one person be. Um, you know, we're not Christianity. We don't need a Christ. We don't need a figure that we look at and say, well, this is the penultimate uh, version. Uh, we're human beings. We have flaws. Um, that should be accepted. Uh, but, uh, you know, I feel like that does kind of go beyond the pace, indeed, how it went down. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here's my next question for you. You said in the past that you feel as though you're better than me on politics and marketing yourself in business and YouTube. First of all, I want to tell you I personally agree with you. I agreed with you whenever you said it, and I agree with you now if you still feel that way. But I, I must ask you, where did you even learn your trade skills and business savvy? Uh, you know, I uh, I learned <coughs> from... Uh, watching um, certain films um, at, at a young age. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with any of the uh, Star Trek television series, but um, mm-hmm. there's uh, a race in Star Trek called the Ferengi. Yes. Uh, they annoy they... the piss out of me. Oh, really? Well, they have this uh, mm-hmm. this book of, of rules uh, called the uh, the Ferengi Rules of Acquisition, And I remember at a very young age, my uncle gave it to me and he said, you know, this is unethical as shit, but if you follow this, this business model, you know, (laughs) you will become prosperous. And, uh, you know, some of them I do follow, honestly. Uh, I think that actually there are, uh, good, uh, Ferengi rules of acquisitions, like, uh, a wise man can hear profit in the wind and things like that. And I'll, I'll actually ruminate on those and, uh. You know, I I'm, I I, fe- I I got good at business though. I mean, like I wasn't always. You know, uh, I got good at it because I did it so much, and I'm still doing it. And uh, I've always tried to diversify my revenue streams as much as possible and uh, be successful. Uh, we live in a capitalist society where people are really judged by how much money they can accrue, and uh, I'm very much a rat in that race. Uh, and I see through the system that exists to a certain extent, but uh, I participate because um, it seems better than the alternative of winding up homeless. I'd rather be uh, successful, especially since I think that um, uh, things are going to be this way whether I'm successful or not. Uh, I don't think I do anything uh, too crazy 
unethical to make money. I mean, I sell some content. Most content I give away for free, and people have to watch ads, and I sell T-shirts, and I sell books. And, you know, I'm actually a producer of things. Uh, I don't uh, try to make money like the cocksuckers on Wall Street who just manipulate currencies and, you know, use derivatives and complex mathematical formulas to basically generate money out of air. Uh, I actually sell products. I make things. I'm a creator. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty decent grasp of that stuff and how th these markets work and what people want to see. Uh, obviously, there are people who are better at it than I am. Um, SXE Phil, uh, hey, um, whatever. I, mean, I don't really watch the top YouTubers too much, but there's there's plenty of them out there that are big and successful and uh, more so than me. Um but, uh, you know, I try to do the best I can with what I have, and what I have is I'm a fat guy who likes to rant and is very opinionated, and I try. I think I do as well in that market as uh, as anyone ever has, so mm -hmm. <clears throat> maybe Sam Kinison uh, did better. I don't know. All right. This next question I have, this is probably the hard. <coughs> this is probably the most hardcore question that I have of any of them. The other ones are pretty cut and dry, uh, but I still they still remain interesting. So I hope that you don't take this sideways. But I did a video a while back called The Famous Atheist Rips Off the World Christian Church. You said you would report me for misleading title. And I am I really believe that uh, he might have been an atheist. If I'm wrong, would you correct me, please? And I will never bring this up again. Uh, my father was not an atheist. Uh, he was not a Christian, per se. He believed in the afterlife. Uh, he believed uh, in uh, sort of a mixture of Christianity, Buddhism, and Scientology. He kind of took liberally from those different religious traditions and philosophies, took the things he liked, and kind of made this weird hybrid religion in his head. And, uh, you know, he, he venerated Christ, or he venerated uh, Solomon. Uh, Solomon was his favorite biblical figure. Um but uh, no, he was. He didn't. I mean, like for instance, my father did not believe in evolution. Um, he believed that we were created. Uh, so uh, there was definitely a, a, a religious element there. I don't pretend to fully understand my dad's uh, theology, but uh, he certainly was no atheist. Okay. I also want to apologize to you for uh, putting that in my title. <laughs> I wasn't sure about that. Um, and I also oh. want to apologize for hitting below the belt. <laughs> my my hope whenever I did it was not just to point out this information, but it was hoping that maybe the DP would lay off the wife and the kids if I sure. went beyond my policy of don't go after people's family, which I'm not, uh -huh. I don't want to do that again. Okay. Well, um, I appreciate that. But, um, you know, like uh, the main thing I had, the main problem I had with the video was not uh, the mischaracterization of my father. It just made it seem like, uh, you know, you had a picture of me in the thumbnail and it said atheist and did this thing. And so you're kind of, I kind of felt like you were trying to conflate me with, uh, with my father's uh, crimes. So I was like, eh, you know, but uh, whatever. I mean, that's all in the past. Uh, I don't, I don't really. Uh, I don't really hold any ill will towards it now. I mean, I don't really think that you've changed, but, uh, you know, maybe you'll prove me wrong on that. Okay. All right, the next question, like I said, none of them are in that ballpark anymore, so here sure. we go. 
Why do you... I am gonna. Uh, I don't. Ha- I don't know how many more there are, but I'm. I'm gonna probably want to get going within fifteen to thirty minutes. So okay. I don't know how many you have left, but uh, I'm just giving you a little fair warning that I'm. I'm probably gonna go in soon because I am starting to Jones for a cigarette a little bit. So. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. If you wanted to get you a cigarette and then return to the uh, interview after fifteen minutes, that'd be fine. Um. No, I think I'm just gonna do another. Like, I'll do another half hour for you. Okay, right. sounds good. We're we're actually almost done. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just finish up whatever you got then. Okay. Why use Periscope? You seem to be seeking mental stimulation, but get angry when you discover consistently that some of the people who are watching you are idiots. Uh, you know, I don't think someone's an idiot necessarily just because they act like an idiot on a on a chat room. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think chat rooms lower the collective IQ in the room. Um. But, uh, you know, I like Periscope. It's fun. Uh, I, I view it as a very as much as a hobby. I don't take it very seriously. I don't really get mad I just, if I have this very cocky, angry attitude on Periscope. Uh, and it's really it really is just kind of to, to get going. Like sometimes if I need to get my brain going a little bit, you know, getting on there and maybe entertaining some people for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes will uh, kind of uh, motivate me to... to, to to get going, it kind of gets those creative juices going a little bit sometimes. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I open up Periscope and I immediately just think, ah, why did I even do this? Now I kind of have to do at least something. But, um, you know, a lot of times it does get the, those that creative energy going and stuff. So um, I just I try to do that um, with it. But I'm not really distressed about, oh, I think the people in here are too dumb or something. I just uh, think it's fun to play that up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, I've I've watched some of your periscopes. You seem I seen you punching on your own leg after a little while, and I was like, ah, he's he seems like he's bothered by it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, I'm a very jittery person in general. Like, I I don't like sitting still uh, typically. Like, uh, I'm trying to sit stiller for this than I normally am because I don't want to like be bouncing all over the screen. Uh, but uh, I'm a pretty bouncy person, and you can see I am slowly rocking back and forth here. Um, if yeah, you me, feel the need to do that, that's fine with me if it relaxes me, you. Me bouncing my leg or <coughs> punching my leg or you know, even closing my legs and opening them really fast, you know, that kind of stuff, I don't know. I just have a lot of nervous energy. Uh, it's not really a sign of like anger or anything. It's really just uh, I go a little stir-crazy sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot going on in my head. Uh, my mind works very fast and very strange, and a lot of times I have to sit there and uh, work to translate thoughts into normal people English so that people actually kind of understand where I'm coming from. But, um, yeah. I've watched, you off and Arn, I've watched you off and Arn for 10 years, even whenever you were back in the garage, and I've seen all <clears> that, and... I figured you were just trying to process information very quickly and all that. That was actually one of the questions that uh, some people out there said they'd like me to ask you. I I figured that was the case, though. Sure. All right. You have relaxed towards Muslims compared to the way you used to speak of them. Why do you think this is? Um, I don't really feel like... I mean, if you'll remember... um... Uh, uh, you know, when everyone was freaking out at the ground zero mosque, quote unquote, I was one of the few atheists stood up and said, uh, this is ridiculous. This is a fake outrage. There's no reason to be upset about this. This is, you know, it's silly. Uh, and I took on uh, Pat Condell about it and stuff. And, uh, you know, 
So I've never been one of these hardcore uh, anti-Muslim type of people. I feel like um, I've been fair towards Muslims. Uh, I feel like I uh, acknowledge that there is, uh, unfortunately, a correlation between Islam and violence. I think there are some theological issues within the religion that do uh, lend themselves to uh, radicalization. Uh, I've never supported something like a Muslim ban, though. I've never uh, believed that we need to rid the country of Muslims or anything extreme like that. Um, I just think we need to be realistic about what causes terrorism, and one of the factors is Islam. And even if that's not politically correct to say, it is true. And uh, I, I think you know we can we can we can admit that without <laughs> fear mongering uh, Muslims, but um, you know I, I think it's a very tough issue. I mean, like uh, I was just talking about this the other day with Paul. Actually, it's it's like it's very difficult because neither side really feels right to me. But I don't know what the middle ground is because I see some people who are virulently anti-Muslim and are just like we need to stop immigration from these countries and we need to have a Muslim registry and whatever else. Uh, those people definitely seem wrong, and they seem fascistic. Uh, and then these people who say that Islam is our friend, and they've never done anything wrong, and Islam is a religion of peace, and that seems like total bullshit as well. You know what the middle ground is there. So I guess that I'm I'm a person in search of what the middle ground is because neither of those uh, ideas uh, well with me. All right, next question. I'm going to try to move along with this uh, so you can get your cigarette and get relaxed, but. A couple times in video, you have said your brand of atheism. I never understood what that means exactly. Uh, I've said my brand of atheism. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you an example of a video, and I, I know that this one made you blush a while back, and the DP screwed with you on this, uh, drunken peasant members. But sure. they forced you to watch the tribute video where you were saying actually very pleasant things about me. Sure. You said uh, Brett Keane, he wasn't really my brand of atheism. Sure. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, maybe I just meant in terms of uh, presentation and, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm not always talking about atheism anymore. In fact, it's pretty rare that I do. But um, when I do, <laughs> I think my atheism comes from a place of almost indignation uh, I look at people who are religious, and I kind of do feel like on some fundamental level they are acting stupid, even if they're not necessarily stupid as people. I think that their beliefs are stupid. Uh, so there is a, an element of outrage there, and I didn't really ever sense that that great outrage uh, from you. Uh, it seemed like your early videos were almost a, a – you know, I'm not saying there was no anger there, but there was uh, – uh, a certain brand of um, detachment, I guess, and uh, and you were very much about searching the, the – you were more about I'm going to tear apart the theology of religion, whereas I was more about I'm going to deconstruct Christian arguments and uh, deconstruct me because that's what I fundamentally do is I take things apart and I examine them and I decide for myself whether or not they make sense. Um uh, I don't think your mind works in that way. I think uh, your your analysis was coming from a different place. I don't want to speak to you and your methodology and whatever, but um, for me, that's how I am. And I, I just I don't think that you were doing the same thing. I think you were doing something different in terms of how you were presenting the material. Um, 
It's uh, it's actually a surprisingly hard differentiation to make, but um, I think you see what I'm talking about. Right. I I get you. All right. To the next one. This is a, a goofy one. Okay. If you could be an extremely attractive SJW feminist woman for a day, would you do it for the experience and possibly sexual gratification? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I was that woman, she wouldn't be an SJW anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I just in general, I'd, I'd, I'd want to. I'd like to see what life is like in another person's body in general. I mean, uh, that's interesting to me. It'd be a totally unique experience, so, I mean, I'd definitely have to do that. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd necessarily have sex in their body, but um, maybe. I mean, who knows? Uh, who knows what the day would contain? But um, <laughs> it'd be interesting to eat foods I like and see if they taste different to, to this person's tongue. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if colors look different to them. It'd be interesting to see if if other things about my perception changed, if, you know, whatever, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to be able to compare those differences. Like it felt like this being this person, it feels like this being me. And, um, what is the real qualitative difference there? If we have the same brain, um, you know, I think it's interesting stuff. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy that kind of experience. Okay. The next question I have for you, and I noticed it in your latest video as well as many videos in the past, you seem like you have gone beyond atheism, <clears throat> that this is not really a topic that is not, it's just, you feel like everything that's been said has been said. Yet, mm -hmm. because you are the amazing atheist, it seems like a lot of push, people kind of trap <clears throat> you and push you and, hey, you're the amazing atheist, why aren't you making a fucking amazing atheist video? I mean, does that get annoying or what? Because you got other topics I know that you're into. Uh, you know, I don't really find it annoying. Um, I, I find that um, it can be... I, I feel kind of, like, bad because I'm not going to make an atheism video just because someone else tells me that that's what they want to see because um, I'd just be forcing myself to retread something I've already made before. Like, I feel like the catalog I have on the subject of atheism is pretty thorough. I feel like I've responded to lots of stuff out there, and a lot of the things that are coming out now are just retreads of that. Um, you know, I saw some new arguments on uh, the Escaping Atheism site. I didn't necessarily think they were good arguments. In fact, I thought they were pretty poor, but they were ones I'd never heard before. So uh, I did make a video there, and uh, if I see other new arguments or I have some new ideas about atheism content, then I'm, I'm happy to make it. But, um, you know, it's not really where my passion is. I'm not really sure where my passion is right now, though. Uh, I'm kind of getting sick of the SJW stuff, too. Um, been talking about politics a lot lately, but I don't really think that that's what the direction I want to go in. So I'm kind, of, uh, I'm kind of experimenting right now. I'm kind of trying to figure out what the, next, uh, what the next phase is. Why not go towards your creativity and your art and things like that? That seems to be your true passion. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, there's artistry even in what I do now. It's not overtly presented as art, but um, I do kind of approach it like that in, in, to a certain extent. Um, I, I, I kind of view myself uh, the same way George Carlin did. Uh, I don't view myself as being on George Carlin's level, but um, I, I view my process as being similar where George Carlin said, not really a stand-up comedian, he was a writer that performed his own material. 
And I feel like I'm kind of the same thing. Uh, I feel like I'm first and foremost a writer. So really the question is, what do I want to write about? Not even necessarily what I want to make videos about, but what do I want to write about? Um, and uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, so I'm going to keep making politics videos. I'm going to keep making SJW videos. I'm going to keep making some atheism videos probably here and there and you know a few other subjects and talk about news and events and things. But uh, I do feel like I want to figure out some new place to start drawing from that's going to captivate people. I want – I, feel, I can already sense that the SJW thing is kind of going the same way that the atheist thing went, which, you know, I feel like it's kind of winding down and that we need to figure out what the next big thing is. Uh, and I want to be I want to be the, the first. Uh, I wasn't the first YouTube atheist, but uh, I was uh, in that first crop of YouTube atheists. And I feel like I was actually the first person to start really going after the SJWs. Uh uh, you know, I actually have anti-feminist videos years before they became popular. Um, I don't think I'll ever actually get credit for that, and a lot of people probably are rolling their eyes as I say it, but it is actually true. Uh, so I want to also be on the cutting edge of whatever the next big thing is. So I am, I am looking for that. All right. I uh, got an interesting uh, suggestion for you just to see what you think about this. I have heard that you guys got your new <clears throat> studio going. You're going to be doing the studio a bit. Have you thought about filling the walls with art that you've done and then record your stuff like that? Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of thinking about, um, and, um, you know, we probably will put some stuff behind us that's symbolic of us. Uh, I don't know what exactly that's going to be yet. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we'll just have to stay tuned on that because uh, I think everyone's going to try to come up with a background that kind of uh, fits their personality. And maybe I will end up using uh, some of my art or maybe I'll use some other art that encapsulates me or maybe I'll go some other route with it. I don't know. Okay. It'd be interesting. I think you got some neat stuff. My next question has to do with something that you said earlier that didn't sit right. You said that you used to put some videos of drunken peasants on your big channel but actually ended up losing subs off, off of this. I don't understand. Why didn't the subscribers just go watch another video of yours as opposed to unsub over <laughs> a DP video? I mean, it just seems like it takes a moment for them just to go look at something else if they don't want to see that. Uh, you know, when you have as many subscribers as I do, the strange patterns of behavior people have. And I mean, I, I'll put videos out there and I'll be like, this video is going to lose. And I just know it will. Like even before I release it, I know like this is one of the ones that people are going to, some people are going to leave. Uh, and you know, you see that happen. Uh, and every day I lose subscribers every day. I mean, usually I gain more than I lose, but every day I lose. Um, and, uh, that's just uh, part of the YouTube game. And, um, I think a lot of people, when they're used to me sitting there posting um, 5 to 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes of video and a 30-minute video or something, I think that suddenly there being three times a week, there's a two-and-a-half-hour video on my page. I think some of them, you know, probably the ones who are not really huge fans but maybe just casual viewers are like, eh, fuck this guy. Who cares? I'm done with him anyway. I haven't watched one of his videos in forever. Now he's posting all this annoying shit, so whatever. I'm just done with him. Uh, and that happens, and that's cool, and I don't really care. Um, but um, 
you know, the thing that sucked about that was just that I was forced into a position by Tommy Sotomayor where I'm losing subscribers on my main channel. And, you know, we, 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 the same thing happened uh, in reverse on the DP channel. We started putting up shortened DP clips, and people were like, fuck this, you're spamming my feed with clips, and a bunch of people unsubscribed from that. So uh, we have a channel that usually posts uh, short content that people unsubscribe when I posted long content, and we have a, con- a channel that usually posts long content that people unsubscribe when we post a short content. So it's just like, you know, um, uh, people don't like when the established pattern of what they're used to suddenly changes and a lot of people freak out and, you know, just act like babies, I guess. Well, I just, uh, I don't understand why they couldn't just say, you know what, today is not going to be an Amazing Atheist video, it's going to be Amazing Atheist with his friends. Why do they got to sit there and just totally do that? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying, and I don't really understand why people would unsubscribe for it, but I've just seen it so many times. Uh, it's just part of the behavior of uh, YouTubers. Okay. All right, my <clears throat> my next question's a little bit uh, a little bit rough, and not as rough as the stuff I've already asked, but do you ever feel like people are nice to you, or they, they act cool to you just because you're the amazing atheist, not for who you actually are? Um, I don't care. I am the amazing atheist. Um, that of my life, uh, if people are nice to me because of that, I mean, sure. Uh, if I met Stephen King, I'm gonna treat him nice because he's Stephen King, and I've read his books, and I respect the the work he's done, and you know, he, he's a famous guy, and he's, uh, you know, I I don't know. You're gonna give uh, deference to that person, you know. If 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 I'm sitting in a diner and. Uh, some random guy walks in. I'm probably not going to look twice. But if if you know Sean Penn, will... shit, that's fucking Sean Penn. So uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't really view it as being that bad of a thing. Uh, you know, people know me. I'm preceded by my reputation, and some people treat me good because of that reputation, and some people treat me like shit because of that reputation. I guess it just depends on uh, the point of view they're coming from. But uh, the Amazing Atheist is who I am. That's uh, something I've built for 10 years, and, uh, you know, I, I'd assume that probably uh, the judgments that they base around it are, are, you know, accurate to their personality. I think that if probably if someone watches my videos and hates me, they're probably not going to like me just because they meet me in person. Uh, but maybe they would. I don't know. The reason why I ask this question is because I am convinced 100% that if... Brett Keen wasn't on YouTube. I didn't do this stuff. I don't think a lot of people, if they seen me walking down the street, they'd give a flying fuck about what I have to think or see or even give me the opportunity. But because I've made a little bit of an image on YouTube, now they pay attention. That's just how I feel, and I was wondering if you identify in any way. I mean, yeah, but I mean, uh, <clears throat> I, mean I understand what you're saying, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I got a couple more for you, and then you can go get that cigarette. I apologize for holding you out on that. I know what it's like not to have a smoke. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all, Brett. That's fine. Uh, you know, it's been, a pretty, uh, it's been a pretty good interview, I feel like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll, maybe you'll, you'll end up cutting some version of it that I don't like or whatever, but uh, I'm pretty sure you're just going to put the whole thing up, so whatever. Mm. Uh, we'll just see. I think that it's all fine. I think that uh, you've got your audio recording over there, so you know I ain't going to goof you. you know? That's true. I do have a little insurance, I guess. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now,
Now, what trust is, but verify. Trust but verify. There you go. Got to do what you got to do. My question for you is this. Um, what is your thoughts on cutters, people who commit suicide, and also if you had a DP fan who brought this up to you, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, I've known a lot of people who cut. Um, you know, it's a, a psychological condition. You know, they feel like the, the, the pain that they're actually putting themselves in distracts them from the pain that's inside. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't pass judgment on that. I don't think that it's a healthy behavior, uh, but not all the behaviors I engage in are healthy. I'm about to go smoke a cigarette. I don't really, I don't really know if I can go and smoke a cigarette and then turn and say, well, you cut yourself. So whatever. I mean, honestly, the long-term repercussions of cutting yourself are probably less severe than the long-term repercussions of smoking cigarettes all the time. Um, behaviors um uh, as for suicide i mean you know i i have mixed feelings on suicide uh i i think that on some level i'm very libertarian minded and i think people have a right to end their lives if they see fit but then there's another part of me that really views suicide and i know that this is a very controversial opinion to some people but i do still view suicide as an act of cowardice um, I understand that people – some people say that it's actually a brave act because you have to overcome your survival instinct, but I don't really view it that way. I view it as people who uh, are just so overwhelmed by their own problems that they can't take it anymore and they have to end it. Um, I, I feel like it makes more sense to end your problems than it does to end yourself, and if you're too weak for that struggle, I think that it's, it's – you would take the coward's way out. Um, now, if someone is in such, if someone has actually something wrong with them that can't be overcome, uh, then fine. And I honestly, maybe, I, maybe I feel, I, you know, uh, when it comes to suicide, maybe when if someone's like fifty or something, or they've lived their life and they've tried to get it in order and it just never worked, commit suicide, uh, like Hunter S. Thompson or something like that. Uh, you know, I don't really maybe look at that as negatively as I do like some bitchy 18 to 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 30 year old ending it all uh you know because their girlfriend left them or just because I'm, I'm depressed i'm gonna kill myself or whatever i don't know uh i have mixed feelings about it i really do all right kind of uh, a... was, was there another one in there i think it was cutting suicide was there one other thing there there actually is something that you'll probably end up answering within this question you spoke of i've, I've listened to a lot of your videos i'm not quite sure exactly which one this was but you had said that <clears throat> when you were going to school as a young man you were targeted there were people who gave you shit there were people who were mean and cruel to you and all that why do you think they picked you out for um you know i i stand out in a crowd i'm uh tall but i'm also fat and i am socially awkward i I'm clearly uncomfortable in crowds of people. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a strange person. When people actually do talk to me, I, I say things that a lot of people don't really, I think, get. Uh, and at the time, I was uh, constantly had my nose buried in a book, and I never talked to anyone. In fact, people would talk to me, and I would just be silent because I didn't want to interact with other people. Uh, so there was a lot of things that I did and a lot of ways I looked, and I didn't shower very much back then, so I looked pretty greasy, and uh, my clothes were rarely washed. I was very slovenly. Um, you know, this was when I was going through my depressive phase. Uh, I've 
not I mean I still have depression but I've uh, overcome it to a large extent or at least come up with ways of dealing with it um, so I, I guess uh, I got singled out for, for some of those reasons uh, for me was ever too bad because my size did kind of protect me uh, no one really wanted to get me too angry but uh, you know I was very uh, sensitive to uh, – I didn't even want to be talked to. So, I mean, you know, a lot of times, like, even if someone wasn't really persecuting me, I felt persecuted just because they kept trying to speak to me and I didn't really want their presence around me. Uh, very uh, very averse to human contact at that time. Much better about that now, by the way. Don't really have the same social anxiety level I used to. But uh, at the time, I think that – uh, there was a standoffishness to me, and I stand out in a crowd. So it's it's uh, it's probably a combination of those factors. This, this next question is kind of on the same lining. Have you ever had someone that you love or care about abandon or betray you or, or just do something horrible to you and expect you to just fucking take it? Um... <clears throat> Uh, luckily, no one that was ever too close to me ever did something that was really despicable uh, That like that. I mean, obviously, I've had <clears throat> issues with family members and stuff, but I can't think of anything that rises to the level you're talking about. Um, everyone I was in an ever, ever in a relationship with uh, shot pretty straight with me. Uh, probably the worst thing I can think of uh, was uh, my first girlfriend – uh, the way she broke up with me, uh, well, the way she actually broke up with me was not too bad, but some of the things she did afterwards were pretty uh, reprehensible, I feel like. Um, she, you know, destroyed uh, or at least stole. I don't really know what the fate of everything was, but a lot of my stuff was at her place, and uh, I did not get all of it back, and many of the things that I didn't get back were very uh, important to me. Uh, a stuffed animal I'd had since childhood, uh, a, a book that was a gift, a really old antique book that was a gift from uh, someone that was close to me, you know, a lot of things like that. Uh, so being stolen from uh, from someone that I, I loved, uh, I guess, was probably the worst. Um, but uh, other than that, I really can't think of anything too severe that anyone ever did to me that was really close to me. Um I mean, I guess we could talk about uh, uh, Case, uh, the time that he, he went a little crazy and held a gun to my head. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was uh, – we, we you know, I kind of knew he was that way, though. I mean, I knew Case was a little crazy. That was sort of one of the things that uh, uh, attracted me to him as a friend was I knew that he was a loose cannon. He was kind of an edgy guy. Um, and – uh, so I wasn't really too surprised by what happened. Uh, I probably should have been more wise. I don't know what about me at the time just wanted someone like that, but I kind of feel like maybe I was too repressed and closed into myself, and I wanted someone who was like this extreme extrovert personality and stuff. So I really wasn't. I didn't really feel deeply betrayed by what happened. It's. It almost seemed very predictable. It seemed very in line with what I thought about Case. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the girlfriend who, who stole some of my stuff that was important to me. Uh, I mean, you know, the thing about it, that is it doesn't really meet the criteria either, though, because after that we totally went our separate ways and never talked to each other again. 
Uh, whereas you're talking about someone who actually did something horrible and then expects forgiveness and, uh, you know, just whatever. Um, right. <clears throat> but uh, I can't think of anyone that was that close to me that did that. I uh, I have talked to him about that because it was something that bothered me about the gun thing. Clearly, I've pointed that out in video, and he said that he was an idiot for doing it, and um, it was one of the stupidest ass things he's ever done in his life. I don't know if he's ever told you that or you knew that. He did not tell me to tell you this. I'm just saying uh, our conversation about it. All right, just a couple more questions, and then I'm going to have you go get your smoke, bro. All right? All right. I'm going to hold you that. Two more. Two more questions. All right. Well, we should, we should probably put this out of the way right here. Do you believe that I'm actually insulting Scotty by saying that he lives in your shadow? Uh, I think that's for Scotty to determine. Um I, I don't feel like Scotty lives in my shadow. I feel like uh, a lot of the things that I've done, uh, he's helped me to build. Um, he might not get all the same glory that I do, but he's been very instrumental in helping me create the things I've created and uh, running a lot of the back-end stuff that leaves me free to focus on the creative aspect. And that's not to say that Scotty doesn't have a creative streak, too, because a lot of great ideas have come from Scotty. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I view us as a team, and I would say that he's the the the, the silent partner in the Amazing Atheist, and uh, he's a little bit more featured on the Drunken Peasants front end of things, but he he runs a lot of the back end stuff there too. So uh, you know, Scotty's a valuable asset. I don't think that he, I don't view him as living in my shadow. I don't think he views himself as living in my shadow. Uh, I don't know that he's necessarily insulted by it. Um, I don't know. All right. <clears throat> I, I do. I, I do. Got to ask you. I got to plead with you. Can we do two more questions? Because I do. Two, two more. Two right. more. All right. You get two more. Jeez, <laughs> <coughs> oh, this vapor's kicking they were my. They both coughing now. Yeah, the vapor's kicking my ass. <laughs> All right. Um, I noticed that you left comments on Colossal is Crazy YouTube channel a while back. In his video, The Amazing Atheist Documentary, he refers to you and Holly as sea cows at time stamp 6 minutes and 39 seconds. Are you sure you didn't come up with the manatee joke from non-believers who insulted you and, and uh, this sweet girl? Uh, no, I mean, I came up with the manatee joke because there was a video where you were laying flat in your bed and uh, there was kind of a blue filter on you and you really did kind of look like a, a manatee underwater. Um uh, and it just kind of like, wow, he looks like a fucking manatee. And that's where that came from. Uh, <clears throat> but as far as that Colossal is Crazy video goes, I just want to say that I think that's uh, a great video. Uh, I understand that it was insulting to me, but I am I have a sense of humor about myself. I thought that it was pretty fair. Uh, I, don't, I wasn't personally insulted by it. I don't think he maybe should have brought Holly into things, but uh, she, cause she's a really nice person, doesn't really deserve that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know... I guess that uh, it, she invited in her life by dating me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great video. I Honestly, it was well-edited and well-presented, and I actually was very complimentary towards it. And um, I, thought he was a, I thought he was a cool guy, and, you know, he, he, we, we kind of talked a little bit. Me and Colossal is crazy, and uh, he said, he, you know, he had some problems with me. But mostly he, he, he said, like, you know, I agree with you on a lot of things, and I don't really think you're a bad guy or anything. I just... Uh, uh, don't like the e-bagging and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, <coughs> I'm sorry. No problem. 
Okay. <laughs> last, One more. Final question. The last question, and uh, I do actually have a lot of questions, but I, I understand that we've done this for a long time, and you're not obligated to do this, so it's appreciated that you're even doing it in the first place. The yeah, last... I, I, if, if I give a short enough answer, maybe we could do a couple more. I don't know. All right. The last question is, everyone grows old, and fans are fickle and tend to seek out something new all the time. One of your fears, according to your own videos in the past, is fading out, becoming irrelevant. What becomes of TJ then if that were to happen? Uh, uh, I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what would happen at that point. I mean, uh, I'm trying to make enough money that I can make investments and things beyond this. But um, I, I feel like um, I feel like that's one of the the great motivating factors that keeps me constantly reinventing myself. I mean, there's a reason why I'm still a any of the people from the early days of YouTube are just gone or, you know, have faded into obscurity. Um, I think it's because I've constantly reinvented myself. I've constantly tried to stay, uh, if not ahead of the curb, then at least on the curve. Um, or is it curb? But, um, you know, I, 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 I definitely uh, I try to I try to stay ahead of things. You know, I tried to be on the cutting edge. Just like earlier I was talking about how I'm looking for is dry because I feel it drying out and I'm like I'm already putting out feelers out there trying to figure out what's the next big topic that we're going to um, so I'm always looking for that and uh, you know I feel like um, I feel like as long as I'm I'm constantly attentive to my audience and as long as I uh, am constantly reinventing myself and pushing myself to improve I think that I'll be fine but uh, if if uh, if I do fade into obscurity or whatever, then uh, you know I'll figure that out when I figure it out. I don't really have a plan for it. I don't plan for failure. I plan for success. Okay. Do you have the energy for one more? You said if we were quick. Sure. I'm gonna keep. I'll I'll, I'll tell you when to stop. We'll, we'll we'll go a little longer if you want. Okay. All right. This next thing is gonna be self depreciating for me. All right. I already feel a long time ago, due to changing from atheism over to being a theist and believing in God, I've believed for a long time atheism has taken over YouTube. I have felt like I have become irrelevant, insignificant in a lot of different ways on YouTube. I am admitting and conceding to that. I wonder, though, why it is that you approached me or even came at me, because if you hadn't, I wouldn't have gotten any more views. I probably would have disappeared. Why did you bother with a piece of shit like Brett Keen for? Uh, well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, uh, um, I joined YouTube because I saw your videos. And, you know, part of it was I felt I could do better than you. But part of it was I genuinely did like the stuff you were doing, too. I just I just thought, like, I could do it better. Um, and uh, that's why I jumped on this bandwagon. And, uh, you know, you, you see the videos I've made uh, in the early days where I was praising you. So it's kind of fascinating to me that uh, there was someone that I was so enamored with that I thought was such a great video maker who later on kind of uh, found herself at odds on a number of issues. And there was a lot of antagonism and acrimony and stuff. Uh, I think there's a fascinating thing there. But, um, you know, I, I feel like... Uh, there, there's, there is something kind of interesting about. Uh, I won't even just say kind of interesting. There's something interesting about Brett Keen. Um, we, 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 we feature you a lot, and people are interested in what we have to say about what you're saying. And uh, I don't really understand it. I mean, it's, it's. I understand it for me, and I understand it for Paul because of our history. 
I don't necessarily understand it with all these these new people who don't really know the whole story and stuff. Uh, I don't really understand what their fascination with it is, but there does seem to be something there. There's something that's uh, that's deeply fascinating to people uh, to the point where if we do a show where we don't cover you, uh, people kind of like, whoa, where's the Brett Keen segment? Um, so I, I don't really know. I don't really know what the source of that, that deep fascination is. I guess there is uh, some sort of ineffable quality that uh, makes people kind of fascinated by you. And, uh, you know, maybe it's not always in a good way, but uh, you definitely have some form of magnetism, some some form of charisma. I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> you don't, I know that you don't have to say any of that kind of stuff. You're not obligated to. But I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't have to say anything. I don't want to. I, I, I just want to be honest with you, Brett. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I stand by a lot of the negative things I've said about you. Uh, pretty much all of them, really. But, uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not angry at you. I don't hate you. I don't sit around seething about you or anything. Um, I just uh, I feel like there's some things you've done that are wrong, and there's some things that I think you're going to probably continue to do wrong. But um, you know, I, I don't hold a grudge, and I don't believe that it's impossible for people to change. So uh, you know, we'll just see. We'll just I'm going to keep my Brett Keen saga, and uh, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Uh, you know, I'll answer one more. All right. Well, let's, gotta... let's make sure it's a good one then. Let's make sure it's a good one. Pick ones uh, you got left. All right. I'm gonna. I'll ask you just straight out a, a basic kind of religious question because people are gonna wonder why is this damn theist not asking this atheist a question or this. But the question is, do you actually believe in the possibility of a god? Um, you know, I do. I think that there's, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to discount any possibility. Um, I believe there's a possibility that we're all living in a simulation. I believe there's a possibility that we were created by aliens. I believe there's a possibility of, uh, of any number of crazy things. It's a possibility that I'm just a brain in a jar being fed inputs. Um, reality might not be even what I think it is. Uh, the same could be true for you or anybody. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not closed-minded any possibility. I just think that the evidence has to be there. I have to be able to have some reason compelling to believe the things I do, or I'm not going to believe them. Um, I don't believe that there's a God, and I, I'm pretty sure, in fact, that there isn't. Um, but uh, I'm not totally closed off to it. I, I'd never have claimed to be. Uh, there's always going to be an element of agnosticism there. Uh, I can't prove one way or the other. Uh, and I don't think most atheists claim they can. All right, man. I appreciate you doing this interview. I, I think that it's been incredible. I think that you've given some excellent answers, and I hope that people go over and show you some support and love for that. And uh, I am going to work on some of my asshole stuff. You've answered a lot of things I've always wondered. Some things I've wondered for many years, and I, I think that, uh, at least for me, for me, um, there's closure here. Cool. Um, well, if uh, if you want to do this again sometime, I mean, uh, not anytime soon, but, um, <laughs> you know, if, if you want to do this again in a few months, uh, depending on what happens between now and then, uh, I, I maybe wouldn't be opposed to doing it again. Um, thank you for having me on, Brett. Uh, I appreciate you being gracious. I appreciate you not going out of your way to bring up too much of the stuff that we've already covered in past discussions. Um, and... Uh, 
Uh, honestly, I enjoyed myself, but uh, you gave me a chance to talk about myself, and I am pretty egotistical, so it's always fun for me to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, uh, you have a good evening. Can you uh, do me one favor? Yes, what do you need? Can you let Scotty know I would still like to interview him if he is interested and give him a little bit of that glory that you said that he deserves? Uh, you know, I, I feel like Scotty's probably not going to want to do that, but <laughs> I, I can run it by him. Uh, you know, I said I'm not the kind of person who holds a grudge. Scotty definitely is. But uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, honestly, um, uh, I'll, I'll ask him for you. I'll relay the message, and uh, maybe he'll want to do it. I don't know. We'll see. All right, man. Thank you very much. All right. You have a good night, Brett. Peace. You too.